Sonic Statesman.com. Hello and welcome back. Sonic Talk number 88. We've had a couple of weeks off. I've been to France. Um, had a really nice holiday with uh, my parents-in-law. Um, hanging out with retired people once again in rural France is a really good way to slow down. How about you then, Mr. Mark Tinley? I have you here too. Um, I haven't spoken to you for, for a while either. Have you been on holiday? No, I haven't actually. I've been making lots of motorbikes in the garden because oh, I've got good. so many bits and pieces that I thought I ought to sort of assemble them all again. And I discovered I've got seven monkey bike engines in crates in the garage. I didn't realise I had quite so many. Um, and I I bought, um, it's a Honda ATC 70. Um, I don't know, what are they called? All-terrain trike off oh, yeah. eBay. And I managed to snag snag it. At, what do you call it? Snipe it at the last minute for um, and got it for sixty eight pounds and sixty six p. Wow, that's and good. I've just just done it all up for my son, my three year old, who's been riding it around the garden. And the only problem being that I've discovered that because it has no uh, diff lock on it, when it goes round tight corners, it just tears the grass up and ruins it. Oh no. <laughs> So I don't know where he's going to ride it because obviously he can't ride it anywhere else because it would be illegal. So um, we'll have to find a friendly farmer with a field or something uh, well, that needs ploughing. I tell you what, because when I was in France, I really I thought wouldn't it be fun to get one of those kind of little motorbike kind of really rubbishy little scooters that you see blokes in France riding with sort of cigarettes hanging off their lower lips and sort of the the uh, the straps undone on their on their pudding bowl helmets. And I thought, oh, I've, I've, and I was looking and I noticed that the uh, the price of them is is enormous. Mopeds are going up enormously, and I think it must be something to do with the fuel crisis. But anyway, I digress. Uh, yeah, well, just to completely digress, I've just written an, an article for Brit Chopper magazine about chopping mopeds, <laughs> and I discovered a, a website called mopedarmy.com, and if you go on there and look under choppers, <laughs> the most ridiculous things you've ever seen on there. Uh, mo- mobilettes with massive, massive long forks on them and stuff. <laughs> it's just it's anyway. Definitely. Welcome, welcome, Mark, and uh, and also um, Dave Spears from G4. Actually, now I must do the URL, must I? I keep forgetting. That's Mark Tinley. Then you can find him at myspace.com forward slash Mark Tinley. There we go. And now on to my next guest, Mr. Dave Spears from G4 Software, G4Software.com, makers of fine software musical instruments. How are you, Dave? I'm all right. Yeah, thank you. Jolly good. You did get a holiday, didn't you? I did, yeah. And I and I took myself out on a quad bike for a day. Oh, I've never done Excellent. that. I did want to. It's quite funny because I did. I did want a motorcycle, and uh, me and my mate went down to the motorcycle hire place, and there were a couple of nice six fifty uh, enduro things down there. And we were like, yeah, you know, so let's take one of those out for a day. And my missus is so anti motorcycles, uh, and she said, well, if there's two of you, you know, if something happens, then. Uh, you know, one can ring us up or ring the hospital or whatever. Uh, so I was like, yeah, brilliant. I can't let this uh, opportunity disappear. So we go, went down to the place and uh, the guy had already said, you know, hey, it's only 30, it's 30 euros for this 650. And I was like, fantastic. I'm sorted for a day. And the guy says, have you got a motorcycle license? And it's a really long and boring story, but I do have a motorcycle license, but I never sent a certificate off. So I think it's now invalid after 10 years. 
So I kind of went, uh, no, not really. And he said, oh, it's no problem. You can uh, take the uh, motorcycle. But if you are caught by the police, it's uh, what happens is uh, they take you to the jail and they, you, put in, you put in the Greek jail for 24 hours and then you go up in front of the court and you'll find 3,000 euros. But if it's no problem oh. with you, it's no problem with me. <laughs> and my, my friend who's reasonably wealthy, he looked at me and kind of went, well, the 3,000 euros isn't too bad. And I went, yeah, but a night in a Greek jail. Maybe not. <laughs> and that was the deciding factor, so the only other choice was to take the quad bike out. Well, talk of motorbikes and holidays. Yeah, I'm going to Moped Army, actually. Frankly. It is wonderful. But I suppose we are doing a music, technology and production podcast, so perhaps we ought to get on to some of the subjects. First of all, um, the first thing on the list was the mental futuristic photo browser at taggalaxy.de. This was via a music thing, the blogspot um, place. And... Uh, I just can't, I kind of spent, I lost quite a lot of time actually in there. Did anyone try it? Yes, me too. Uh, how would we describe it? Basically, um, you get a kind of orb, you, you type a name in and then it, it feign, there's a sort of large planet which represents your first tag and then all these other associated sort of moons, I suppose, surround it. So you can sort of navigate in this kind of really futuristic sort of 3D, the Matrix, William Gibson sort of information web. It's quite... It's quite compelling. And what happens, you click on one, and then it sort of turns into a dome that's made of lots of flat surfaces, so multifaceted. And all these, it goes and gets all these photos from Flickr. That's kind of about it, but it, it's quite quite good. It reminded me a little bit of um, the information thing that they had in uh, Jurassic Park, you know, when the girl cracks the computer down in the control room. <laughs> and it's that sort of, she's, you, she's surfing the file system through this sort of three-dimensional space thing. It's a bit like that, I suppose, in a sort of weird kind of way. But um, I was thinking, wouldn't that be good for sort of navigating web pages if they were just little renders of web pages? It would be a really good way of doing that. So you'd have visual and kind of much more interesting ways of relating things. But I don't know. It would be really cool, actually. That would be an excellent application for it. It must be possible. I mean, I, I, I tried to find something out about um, the people behind Tag Galaxy, but I couldn't find anything. It was just, it's just a page. That's it. It's all done in, I think it's Flash, but there's probably some Java and, and clever stuff going on as well. Really good, though. Really good. I can thoroughly recommend it. If you go and type synthesizer into it, you get quite a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot. Not as much as if you if you type women, though. I didn't try that. I should do that. Well, though. it was one of the popular keywords, and I thought, what's the harm? I'll click. <laughs> and uh, and it wasn't as I unfortunately it didn't take me anywhere that uh, I could get arrested for. But there's there's lots of it just makes you realise how many amazing photographs there are on Flickr of all sorts it of stuff. Spin that ball though, does it? The ball should spin round. You should. Yeah, it does. You just grab it. You either you? grab it or you turn. Yeah, this I can't remember how you do it. You do it one oh, way. Yes. And it, it, it does move around. Okay, you can edit that out then. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's um, taggalaxy.de. That's tag, T-A-G, and then G-A-L-A-X-Y dot D-E. I guess they must be German. But, you know, that's a bit of an assumption to make, but probably the correct one. I thought I'd type moped in. Oh, brilliant. What happened? I've got a picture of a naked woman. <laughs> I knew you got into bikes for some point, for some reason, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of pictures of lots of pictures of semi-naked and naked women. It's very bizarre. There's a few mopeds, but there's also lots of naked women. Wonder I wonder why. what, wonder what or, moped means. In uh, maybe it's got some other connotation. Yeah, must have. They're not overly lewd. There's a very sort of artistic shot of a 
black and white, you know, woman with a man standing behind uh, behind her with his hand down her trousers. <laughs> and you can't see it, yes. In that case, we should stop there. But, how about this? And so on and so forth. That was, in fact, um, uh, if you didn't recognise it, I'm sure you must have done, because it's quite a good rendition, considering. Uh, a rendition of Video Killed the Radio Star by Buggles, uh, done by a chap called Ian Webb, who runs a software company called Crackly Software. Um, and it's all they're all done on free plugins. I don't know if any... And, and this was... I found this as a video uh, on our sonicstate.tv website, which is our new video website. Um, which, you know, users can upload their own stuff, and that was one thing that he uploaded. Did anyone listen to it all the way through? Mm-hmm. He says in his notes that um, he he, um, he thought he could hear the vocalising of some of the words, and I, I swear I could as well. There's some stuff where it actually sounds like the, there's an articulation of Video Kill, kill the Radio Star, an O-O on the... And it's it's not there, but it actually really, really sounds like it. Did you find that as well? Oh, I thought that was... Oh, OK. I thought that was deliberate. No, apparently not. I mean, unless it's a gimmick. But, I mean, he says... I don't know how it happened. He said the vocally bits were um, something called String Z2, which is one of his free software um, plugins, uh, with a saxophony kind of patch, which is very touch-sensitive. So that's why it sounds vocoder-like. Mm. But yeah, I mean, it's weird, isn't it? It's really, really uncanny. Um, of course, um, Jeff Downs would have been uh, the original keyboard player on that, I suppose, and um, Mr. Trevor Horn, wouldn't they? But did you follow it through and go and have a look and see what sort of stuff there was on Crackly? They're all PC-based, but basically it was all Crackly software, which are free VST PC plugins. I thought they was brilliant. And then when I went to I went to the website and listened to some of the, the, the MP3s of, of the sound, they were brilliant. Particularly, the one that I really liked was the Richmond 2, which is, it says it's using a hybrid of physical modelling and FM synthesis. The Richmond 2 is designed to be an expressive plug-in. And I think it sounds amazing. <laughs> might not get the nuances of all of that well over the uh, mp3 but um that's quite bizarre isn't it it's like a cross between it's like he's taken uh the 1980s and crossed it with the 1880s yes yeah, baroque and roll as they say yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um there's tons of it i mean he, it seems to be primarily polysynths that he does and that they've got just a really quite rich harmonic sound to them and he's been very supportive on on the tv site and he's i know he's a regular poster in the comments for our podcast and i thought it was about time i went and had a good look around his site i remember him from the kvr days uh i think i think his forums over there but again you know he's a really passionate guy and his output's amazing i know i mean i was just thinking yeah there's going to be a couple but and i'm thinking why are these things free why the hell isn't he charging for them and where's his chart where's his model because i mean he should be making money out of these things because they sound they sound like they're expressive instruments, and that's got a value, surely. 
Well, and this is why piracy is bullshit. Because if you've got this stuff going for free, there's no reason. Yeah, that's that's probably a very good point. Mark, did um, you... Although my PC side of my um, Mac is quite good for throwing drum loops and things like that together and for editing stuff in SoundForge, because of the latency, I don't really use any uh, synthesizers in that side of it. I mean, maybe uh, of course, some of I, although it did, when you mentioned Fruity Loops, I do run Fruity Loops, so maybe I could um, step program and try some of them out. But um, uh, because I've got Logic running on the Mac side of it, it's so much easier to just throw something up in that, isn't it? So I suppose laziness, really. I don't explore PC plugins as much as I might. No, I suppose not. I mean, the thing I'm kind of thinking that maybe um, this is worth investigating getting a pc or one of those um little vst players oh, the box yeah what was it called i'm just looking for it now sm pro audio that one the v box and the v pedal the v box I, I, that would be fantastic to run that on the v box the v box is that sort of three or four hundred dollar kind of micro computer embedded linux type vst wrapper and I, that would i would love to try it with that i wonder if that's a, 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 how far that's got past um the sort of prototype stage i wouldn't mind having a look at that but I haven't heard anything about it for a while. But uh, anyway, the Crackly software, Ian Webb, if you're on PC, or even if you're not, and you're thinking of um, maybe utilising your your Mac's PC partition, sorry, really good. Can't he just port it all to Mac? Uh, yeah, let's just make... I can mean, as, just, it, as it's free... Just, <laughs> since you, since, seeing as it's free anyway, what's he got to so lose? Many of these things. He could create half as many and port them all to Mac. <laughs> but surely, I mean, you'd think, you know, a collection, perhaps, it'd be... I, I, I mean, I think it would be worth paying. I mean, and I didn't... I didn't notice any particularly prominent donate buttons on his site, and I think they should be there. Ian, come on. There's a little donate button, isn't there? Donate yeah. to Crackly using PayPal. Actually, what we do is, if you're using Crackly software stuff, go and donate, and then you can do some ports for PC, for Mac users, and we can Im- enjoy the benefits of those uh, instruments as well. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, Excellent. Uh, so, Dave, is, uh, I mean, we're being quite flip about this, but is that um, a fairly major undertaking? I would say so. I'd say that will slow his output down if nothing else does. <laughs> Isn't there a way just to do it badly, but it just sort of works a bit, or is, you can't really do that? I think there's some companies that do that. Yeah, and they charge for it. <laughs> they charge for it as well. So, uh, you know, he's, there's a there's an opportunity there for him. But some great stuff. And it, and the website, it's all done in WordPress, actually. It's really cool. Have you seen when you roll over the MP3s, it throws up this little box in a player? I think we might try mm. some of that on our site. I think that looks really cool. I like it a lot. So yeah, Crackly Software, spelt with K's, and uh, I'll put the shirt and the links in the show notes. But in the meantime, get over if you go over to the um, SonicState.tv, there's a couple of things from him there, and uh, he's called Ian Webb, the user, I think. Um, one of them's featured, and it's good. So actually, the Sonic TV stuff, I don't even been keeping an eye on of it. I'm starting to really build up. We got a load of stuff from um, the guy who does Wire to the Ear dot com today. Uh, some great stuff from him. So it's it's starting to pick up a pace. I'm quite pleased. Talking about exciting things i went to the boot sale at the weekend and while i was walking around i picked up a speak and spell or a speak and math i can't remember the red one yeah for three pounds so i might have to do that circuit bending video now i've got a form of videoing things in wide thingy and oh please do yeah go on so i'll i'll um i'll see if i can set a tripod up and get the old soldering iron out and see what i can make it do yeah, go for it. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, we're gonna. I'm gonna be plugging this as much as possible, but um, you as well, and everybody else who's out there, head over to SonicState.tv and go and have a look, and you know, upload something because 
the more that's there, the more relevant it'll be. But it's really kind of what's quite nice about it because it's focused on electronic music and music production. The sort of tag cloud is just full of all these kind of juicy words that you can't help but sort of go, oh, I wonder what that one is. You know, it's quite, um, it's quite compulsive in a way. And the more videos we get, the more sort of hours people can lose <laughs> in it. <laughs> and our bandwidth bill will just go through the roof. But uh, it'll be worth it. Sonic Talk. Sponsored by Yamaha Music Production. Producers of the world's most popular digital mixing consoles. Accurate professional studio monitoring systems. Incredibly realistic and portable digital stage pianos. The versatile motif range of music production synthesizers. And the latest N-series digital mixing studios. Featuring the cleanest signal path and full Cubase AI4 integration www.yamahasynth.com Sonic Talk I've been trying guitarists to try to get something to do this, and none of them will do this. This does this. It's, a, it's insane. A little, it actually feels like a... feels like it's physically muted. It's, well, there you go. That was, um, in fact, two... Two reeds. There's Lou Reed at the beginning of that clip, um, playing the new Moog guitar, and obviously he was quite enamoured by it. And then there was Vernon Reed from uh, Living Colour, playing the Moog guitar in a sort of damped way. Uh, we have covered this before, but um, people are sort of. It seems like you know when I saw it, I couldn't really understand why you would, you know, what the fuss was all about. But actually seeing kind of experienced guitar players play it, you kind of start to get an idea that it's. It's actually a physical modification of what you can do with a guitar. It's not just sort of, you know, like an effect pedal. It's like it's like an, almost like a totally new instrument from what the reaction you're getting there. But um, so some obviously some very interested people. And that's a great video on YouTube. There's tons more of it. I just cut it down. And that's going to be launched, uh, you know, unveiled properly at the uh, Summer NAM show, which is in Nashville. I think we're going. We're still sort of umming and ahhing because it's a bit expensive. But I think Andy might be going, so we should have something on it. But six and a half grand. Whoa! Dollars. Mind you, that's dollars, so that's about 3,000 quid. So I suppose for a, re- for a really quality guitar, that's probably... I don't know how much good guitars cost, actually. It's not something that I've ever come across. Is that a lot not of money? More than, not more than a couple of grand for a really good guitar, I wouldn't have thought. But I think this has got an enormous amount of electronics in it. I mean, it's really kind of souped up, it's, and it's all discreet. So, as I well, uh, watching that video, I got to the end of that video and I was just like, oh my God, I've got to have one of those. Really? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it just looks at the, what, what they're doing with it. It's absolutely brilliant. And, and it doesn't sound like an Ebo. When you told me about it before, I just kind of got in my head that it was just going to be all sort of, you know, big country and Ebo-y. And <laughs> Yeah. I don't want to sound like that, but when I heard some of the more ethereal things that were coming out of it, and the, and the way you can kind of switch the sustain off as well, mm. really interesting. And the foot really pedal control, it, yeah, and it looked like you could do things for particular strings as well. There was, I don't yeah. know what that guy was. It looked like Garage Mahal, the guy who played with Garage Mahal, which I'm guessing is a Taj Mahal tribute band. I'm, I don't know. I, mean, I suppose I should know who that person was, but he was doing some really wonderful you know, geophonic stuff. 
Well, I like the idea of being able to sustain some strings and mute others. I mean, it's so hard to do that with your hand. And even if you do it with your hand, it doesn't do it in quite the same way that that sounds like it does it. So, I mean, it did. I Yes, I want one, but I, so I'll have to find six and a half grand from somewhere, won't I? But just mention us, Mark, and I'm sure you'll be able to get a major discount. <laughs> you might have to wait 20 years because I'm sure there's a big waiting list, but... Um, let's just go through. The, it's got um, various different modes. Uh, full sustain mode, which is infinite sustained on every string. Uh, controlled sustain mode, which allows you to pl- pl- play sustained single or polyphonic lines without muting. Mute mode, which removes energy from the string. That sort of made it, it sound a bit like a banjo, didn't it, in a kind of weird way. Yeah. Uh, harmonic blends, which include the, use the included fit, foot pedal to shift the positive en- energy of VO power in sustain mode. Gosh, that sounds a bit... Uh, uh, it pulls both subtle and dramatic harmonics from the strings. Anyway, that's the end result. And then there's a Moog filter, uh, which has got a resonant Moog ladder filter, and you can control that using the CV input. I know a couple of guitarists that I'd love to put this with and just see what they come up with. I was really impressed, really impressed. And as everybody knows, the guitar market is um, pretty buoyant at the best times. And uh, I thought the best comment for me was... Somebody had left a comment on the bottom saying, I want it inside of me. (laughs) The thing I really liked was the person that was playing like more bluesy kind of licks on it. Because it sounds like a normal guitar at first. So he's picking like... And then the sustain just goes on a bit further than you think it normally would. And then he's like really making it sing. And I was just like... Wow, that's re- that's going to turn blues on its head, isn't it? I said that would be nice. Wouldn't it be called Sloob then, or Sulb? That went over my head, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but and the bottleneck as well. The yeah, that was really nice, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, that just sounded like really. I don't know. It just put all the hairs up on the back of my neck, and I was like, I saw I saw a very sad thing happen with a guitar. I'm going completely uh, off sideways here. I went to the auction two weeks ago, and there was a. Um, a Stratocaster for sale in in the auction, and somebody had scratched on the back a 1963, and then fake kind of Ringo and John and oh. Paul signatures. Right? Oh God! And someone had scratched off whatever make it was, and it was probably like the cheapest, horriblest Japanese thing on the planet. And they'd sort of burned Fender in there with completely the wrong font and sort of like <laughs> marker pen ink and everything. And I picked it up and looked at it for a second. I thought, is it? No, it can't be. It's like, and, and I flicked the switch and it flicked five positions. And I thought, okay, that's not a 1963 Strat. Someone paid 90 quid for it. Really? I reckon it was a Japanese one worth about, you know, probably cost 50 quid new, actually. Yeah, but the thing is, is people are, and this is something that's quite interesting. I mean, I'd recent, I did an interview with uh, Adrian Utley from Porter's Head um, last week. And one of the things that he was saying about um, is the, the sort of imperfections of unusual instruments that not everybody else has got and the fact that they're not very good makes them in some way sound more interesting. So, you know, 90 quid, okay, but it might actually, you might get a couple of interesting tracks out of it. Do you see what I mean? It might actually give you a slightly different angle or, you know, I don't know. I Maybe I'm just trying to no, justify you should it. go, just go and buy a cheap Strat off eBay for, for a ten. Well, actually, I bought a cheap Strat off eBay for a tenner. <laughs> right. <laughs> Anyway, the Moog guitar, it's official, um, going to be unveiled properly at Summer Nam in a couple of weeks. Uh, six and a half grand, um, or to be precise, $6,495 to you, Mr. Mr. Lou Reed. Um, at, right, what's next? Oh, dance music 
genres nicely done um this was again uh i think i found this i've seen this before it's by a chap called ishgar and it's sponsored by difm who's a it's a really good internet radio station which sort of just has continuously playing streams of various different genres of dance music and um he's written this kind of flash application uh, which i'll play it's got quite a funky interface this is when you launch it for the first time Yeah, it's worth waiting for. So anyway, that's the flash interface. And then what that launches up is this kind of table. I mean, he's, he's got all these different genres of um, sort of dance music, I suppose. So you've got house, trance, electro, you know, uh, drum and bass, jungle, that sort of thing. And then once you click on one of those, you end up with this sort of map of, of the different areas. And so I picked trance, which breaks down, you'll be interested to know, into 80s, psi, euro trance, and hard dance. And then each of those breaks down into subgenres, and the psi goes uh, um, breaks down into goa which or hippie trance and uh psychedelic death and butt rock goa do you want to hear that yeah yeah it's kind of like they call it aka heavy metal goa says ishgar and ishgar's kind of got quite a good turn of phrase so basically each of these genres has a bunch of different samples so you can listen to them it's also where it's got its own um genre on the on the difm you can tune straight into a stream of that and listen to it which is absolutely fantastic so it's kind of quite a good way of getting people to know it but he's got some great pithy comments which are just really funny he's, he looks into energy and he says it's actually really decent in small doses being forced to endure an entire set of it will grate on you and however however and having to go through an entire night of it as i was victim to many many times gets excruciatingly mundane I thought it was quite educational. And for an old fogey like me who doesn't really understand what the subgenres are anymore, um, it's quite a useful resource. Did anyone get lost in music on this one? Yes, I did. I like his comments. Yeah, he's, he's quite, quite a good writer, isn't he? Yeah, it's good and scathing. I like that. Uh, it's quite weird, though, isn't it? There seems to be an awful lot of uh, genres. There's loads that I've never heard of. Yeah, me neither. I've never heard of any of them. I was all right in Classic House. Familiar ground. After that, it started getting a bit confusing. Yes, it does. There are, I mean, it's, there's just endless reams of it. But if you're like us, or like me anyway, where you just don't really know what's going on, I'm not sure this is exactly what's going on by very nature. The fact that it's been categorised probably means that, you know, there's a whole another load of genres in there that aren't even known about yet. Well, I thought House came from Detroit as well, and but... I thought it was like Chicago and Detroit. It does. If you click on it, there's a Detroit um, sort of blob somewhere, isn't there? Let's say, yeah. I've got that. That's nice. Yeah, I like it. And that. I recognise that. (laughs) Stop! Stop, yeah. But they're both in Chicago and I don't have Detroit. Maybe it's, ah, Detroit Techno. Hang on a minute. Ah, yes, there you go, Techno. Of course. What else have we got what here? What the hell's Casio Core? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I like the sound of that. I've clicked on Casio Core and it says Casio Core. Aka, push the demo button on your keyboard. Casio Core, <laughs> as in the music of actual 80s Casio keyboards. This may be a growing movement along with Synthtron and New Electro and VGM. <sighs> right, what should we do next? Anyone see anything at AES from our extensive AES coverage from uh, from Amsterdam? 
see anything there that took your fancy? We got quite a lot of stuff there, actually. I mean, it's quite esoteric, a lot of it, but there was, it's always nice to see what the what the boffins are up to. And there were a lot of them there. Who was that doctor bloke? Well, the guy with the top hat. Yeah. Wes Dooley and his his uh, his wonderful ribbon mics. Yeah, he was quite com- he was quite compelling, wasn't he? Mm. Um, the other thing I saw, which was kind of cool, was the Animod Tape Simulator. That looked quite fun. Why? <laughs> just the idea of doing modelling in in analog rather than in software just seemed like a wonderfully uh, arcane way of doing stuff. He said they make these analog computers out of resistors and stuff, so they am- they emulate things mathematically, but in in the analog place, in analog world, and they've made these kind of Fairchild compressors, which are um, twelve hundred dollars each. Which, if you take a Fairchild, a Fairchild is five or ten grand at least. This is a sort of monster old valve. Uh, limiter wasn't it mm. and he said that they get up to 65 db of uh, phase cancellation when they run them alongside an original fairchild which is oh. kind of pretty impressive mind you he then goes it on to say no two fairchilds are the same <laughs> so which one do they choose do they choose a crap one or do they choose a really good one who knows a good one i would have thought so no then not much going on in the aes world for you guys no, I got lost in the Will Gregory interview, actually, I have to say. Oh, yeah, we put that up. That was, that was fun, wasn't it? What a collection of synths. Jesus. He's, he's such a cad, isn't he? I know, there's, there's tons of it. The second part of the interview, which I've just put on Sonic TV, he's looking at a Seal Orchestra 2, which we all thought sounded a bit crummy. And then I went over to uh, Aid's place and talked to the guy, Adrian Utley from Porter's Head, and they used a Seal Orchestra 2 all over their album. And he said it just seemed to fit. And I think that's probably, Will probably heard that Aid had one, and so he bought one and then tried it out. It's kind of, those two, they're like kind of competing synth collectors. Yeah, I heard they were trying to outmodular each other a few years ago. Well, you should see, they, they're both doing pretty well. But if you want to see that, um, it's either on Sonic State or on Sonic TV. So that was kind of fun. Uh, and there's more of that to come. And we've also got uh, a couple of interviews or three with a guy called Danny Bird, which has just gone up. He's... Uh, a drum and bass producer who happens to live locally, and he's like really hot, and uh, his music sort of sprinkled all over the the video piece, and it's really quite good actually. I mean, you always think drum and bass is kind of, you know, not very interesting, but um, this is it's, his stuff's great. It's quite melodic and you know, I intelligent. love drum and bass, and I, th- I think he's brilliant. Some of the mixes he's done are just superb. And there's more of that. We got a first part. I think there's three parts to come. Simon lucked out, and uh, he was on on fine form, so. We've got tons more of that to come. And like I say, I've got two Portishead interviews at least and probably another Will one. So we're we're getting more and more of this stuff. So if anyone else has got um, wants to tell us all about their, their world and studio, just upload it on Sonic's TV and we can snaffle it and turn it into content. <laughs> or not. But we mustn't forget, of course, Prince is 50. Or just turned 50. Happy birthday, Prince. Yes, happy birthday. When's his birthday then? What date is his birthday? Let's have a look, see if I can find where his birthday is. Prince, his 50th birthday, is celebrating his 50th birthday. Well, it doesn't actually say. Wasn't it June the 7th? Was it June like the 7th? Yeah, I like the sound of that. June the 7th, that sounds about right. <laughs> nothing like a bit of good research for a, for a, a, a live show, is there? And this is nothing like a bit of good research. So, <laughs> I'm running out of steam, and I've run out, run out of topics. I really didn't think we'd get through them so quickly. But that must be just because um, we're so keen to get back at it. So um, there's a couple of things I want to talk about just before we go. Um, we're going to be doing a live broadcast, or we're going to try a live broadcast. There's the London International Music Show, which is happening on uh, this weekend in London's Docklands at the XL uh, Centre. Don't know what it looks like. Never been there, so we're going to go and 
stay there for a couple of nights. And we're doing a live show. Uh, it's going to be 4 o'clock on Friday the 13th. That's just the way it worked out. It's bound to go wrong, isn't it? And um, we're going to be on the ML Audio stand. And I'm going to be there with a couple of video cameras. And we're going to try and do some talking head stuff and interview some people and just kind of do a live stream onto the um, our website at sonicstate.com forward slash live. So that's 4 p.m. British Standard Time. So if anyone's there and wants to come along and... Um, wave in front of the camera or whatever, then please do that. Uh, or, or if not, just be there virtually via the website. But I don't know if it's going to work because we haven't got much in the way of bandwidth there. They they tell us they've only got a 5.12 upstream, which is going to be pretty useless. But we'll record it live nonetheless, and then we'll upload it later. So one way or another, it's going to be a live show. Cool. I'll try, and I'll try not to swear too much. Because, <laughs> of course, I usually do. You You have no idea, people, listeners, how many edits I have to take out of this. Because I'm <laughs> yeah. just constantly saying... oh right okay well should we call it a king sunny a day as it were and uh, i'd like to say thanks to my guests mr dave spears from g4 software which um is g4software.com thank you and uh mr mark tinley that's myspace.com forward slash mark tinley thank you lord oh of course lord lord mark lord tinley all right guys thanks a lot